street cred. you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there was Tiny Tony and the Statics from Burien, Washington, 1962 with Hey, Mrs. Jones. That's Tiny Tony and the Statics from Burien, Washington, 1962, Northwest Rock and Roll. And coming up right after I speak right now, we're going to play a modern-day version, well, from 1992, I guess 30 years later, by Girl Trouble of the exact same song. So you can hear their take on it. And that's from Girl Trouble's record, Stomp, Shout, and Work It On Out. They're all Northwest six-song tribute EP. And yes, you are listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and we're still rocking. 
lock in the on-air fund drive. So please, if you feel compelled, please donate. The number to call, 604-822-8648. That's 604-822-8648. Or visit citr.ca slash donate. If you do donate to CITR, you're going to get a whole bunch of great little gifts as well. And the satisfaction of knowing that, well, your money is going to somewhere that can actually play vinyl on the air, like I just mentioned. And coming up a bit later on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with James Brown. You heard earlier on today Avi Shock and his profile of James Brown, an amazing special that you can also catch on the podcast. Well, right now, coming up, we're going to have an interview with James Brown. Not too much James Brownish music because Avi pretty much exhausted it. Not that he played all the James Brown music that was available. He played two hours of the best. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, go back and listen to Avi from These Are the Breaks, James Brown, all special thingy that happened earlier today between 12 and 2 on These Are the Breaks. So right now, we're going to play some Girl Trouble doing their cover of Hey Mrs. Jones. Then we're going to follow that up with some Andre Williams. Andre Williams figures in the James Brown interview that I'm going to play in a little bit and in a couple other tunes as well today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. Maybe even a couple Grey Cup tunes from Adele Richards album. So here, right now, before you phone the number, and again, the number to call is 822-8648. That's area code 604 604- 822-8648. We're up to $7,000. We have to make it to $40,000 by 5 p.m. It would be great if we could, but I don't know if we will, but maybe with viewers like you, we will. So it's 604-822-8648 to donate to CITR or go to the website citr.ca. Here is Girl Trouble.
You know, my grandfather used to tell us a little story about how the hustlers back then made their money. There wasn't no drugs then. They was doing it with that good old corn liquor. But he said you always had to be careful of that car with the star. He said, run, run, run like hell. All you motherfuckers going to jail. Get it by the jug, get it by the jaw. But you better be careful for that car with the star. Two-way radio, silver and tan. He'll nail your ass to help you handle. Looking like a redneck behind the wheel. He's a real federality. He don't make no deal. You can't pay him off. He don't take no Now you can't pay him off. And he ain't on the tape. He's a butt-kicking agent, and he ain't no fake. He said, now, I got you, and you're going to jail. Wasn't downwind, I couldn't tell. I don't care who you are, you gotta watch that man with the star. The car. Bad motherfucker Tear down the steel, Bill He said, the stuff is good Smooth to the taste. But all you motherfuckers got a federal case. I'm taking the copper and I'm asking the tubs. You know better than filling up these jugs. I don't drink corn liquor. I don't make no deals. That's why I'm staying down this goddamn liquor still. You've been getting folks high, and they've been raising hell. It's all over now, your motherfuckers going to jail. If you make coin liquor, I don't care who you are. You're going to respect me, because I'm the man with the star on the car. With the star on the car. Damn it, I don't care who you are. I'm the man with the star on the car. Hey! Run! Run, 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 run right here! God damn I'm running. Yes, before it's too late. Trying to get away 
from the jail, babe. It's a rough temptation, but a common invitation and a good association, but a quick elimination that will take you out of circulation. I'm talking about that younger generation. So take my advice, fellas, for goodness sake. 15, 16, 17, that's jailbait. Now they swear that they're in love, and you and her by stars of love. And she's looking mighty good, just like a young girl should. We try to tell you no, and let that young girl go. But you, you know it all. You go and have yourself a ball. And now that it's too late, as you look from cell number eight, I tried to tell you, old mate, 17 and a half is still jailbait. So tomorrow is the date for the trial of jailbait. And this you watch and see. The young girl will go free And you'll get one to three So out the door she walks To another man she talks And before you can count From one to eight Another man in for Please, Mr. Judge, just let me go this time, Mr. Judge. I swear I ain't gonna mess with none of them girls no more, Mr. Judge. Please, Mr. Judge, I ain't gonna buy the 115. I ain't gonna buy the 116. I ain't gonna buy the 117. Ah, 
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And that just was Andre Williams with Jailbait. That's from a record called Greasy, Andre Williams and the Eldorados on the Norton record label from 1996. And that was a reworking of his big 1950s hit, Jailbait, as covered by the Cramps and other bands. And before that was some more Andre Williams with the song Car with the Star from the album Silky on In the Red Records. And the reason I'm playing Andre Williams is I mention him in an interview that I did with James Brown. It's coming up on an Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, where I show James Brown, Andre Williams' comeback LP, Silky. And you just heard a track from that again, Car with the Star. And the cover of the album shows a guy reaching out and putting his hand what appears on what appears to be a woman's butt. Later, I found out it's actually not a woman's butt, but actually Danny, Danny Dalrock. But and Danny from the Demolition Dollrod actually plays on this record, Andrew Williams Silky, along with Mick Collins from The Gory. So it's kind of interesting in this James Brown interview, you're hearing me go, Hey, James Brown, remember Andre Williams? He did a song called Jail by years ago. And he's like, Yeah, I remember to dance. I remember to dance. And I go, Well, look at it. He's on the comeback right now. And I showed James Brown a cover the cover of the record, and James Brown goes, wow, yeah, that's cool. Little does James Brown know that Andre Williams is putting his hand on Danny Dalrod's butt and not a woman's butt. So we heard some Andre Williams, and it was Jailbait, Car with the Star, and before that we heard some Girl Trouble from their 1990 release. Sorry, I was wrong on that. Their 1990 release, Hey Mrs. Jones, a cover of Tiny Tony and the Statics. And to begin an Artwater Human Serviette radio show, you heard the original version of Hey Mrs. Jones by Tiny Tony and the Statics. Again, you're listening to CITR. FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. Coming up, an interview with James Brown. But right now, if you have any time, please phone 604-822-8648. That's 604-822-8648 to donate to CITR's Fun Drive. And if you donate even just a little bit of money, you'll get a lot of gift back. And there's all sorts of little scales you can donate at. 25, 45, 60, 101.9. You get friends cards, you get CDs, all sorts of stuff. And you also get the enjoyment of knowing that CITR will continue to broadcast being possibly the greatest, but not necessarily the best radio station in the world until you join. See, that's the great thing about CITR. You can join CITR. $20 for UBC students, $35 for non-students. You can learn how to use the equipment. You can learn how to play records, and then you can do a radio show. And it's not that hard, because if I can do it, anybody can. And I'm Nardwarty Human Serviette. Right now, we're going to play some Grey Cup tunes before we hear an interview with James Brown. This is from an album called CFL Songs. Orchestra and chorus conducted by Dal Richards. Here's a little bit of the liner notes. Not only is this the first album of Canadian football songs ever produced, it is also the first time that the nine songs associated with the clubs who make up the Canadian Football League have been professionally recorded. 
Now, with this album, Canadian football fans who for years have listened to a steady diet of American football tunes will be able to familiarize themselves with the songs of the clubs which comprise the Canadian Football League. So we're going to play a couple tracks here, namely Football is Fun and, of course, Roar, you Lions Roar for the BC Lions. And then after the James Brown interview, we're going to play a couple other tracks, including the Alouette March and the Day of the Grey Cup and the Grey Cup March, all in honor of the Grey Cup happening this Sunday between the British Columbia Lions and the Montreal Alouettes. So here we go. This is Football is Fun and in Roar, you Lions Roar, and in some James Brown. And all this brought to you by CITR and Dal Richards. Thank you, Dal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
How you feel? I'm feeling great, Mr. Brown. Well, I know that Mr. Brown is real great, but I think he might have better call me James Brown with these kids, you know? <laughs> you want to hear me what my name is? <laughs> they told me to address you Mr. Brown. Well, that's uh, in, in business transactions, but this is, uh, I'm an artist person, so just call me James. Don't worry about it. Sitting by the organ. Yes, that's right. Now, I, I was going to call a bit of sweets up, and we were going to rehearse something that, um, would you cut one minute? Cynthia? Amy, Martha, Keller, and Candace. And my name is Willie. James Brown, would you like to introduce who you had singing with you? We'll do it again. Martha. <laughs> Hello. How are you? This is Kelly. This is Candace. This is Amy. And this is Cynthia. This is Bittersweet. And uh, you'll be doing a fantastic job tonight. They travel all over the world with me. I'm traveling with them, really, because four, <laughs> four against five against one, that's all. But we travel all over the world together, and we going to have a dynamite show here tonight, and one that you really should catch. And you're back in Vancouver. Did you remember at all when you've been to Vancouver before? Because you've played here a few times over the years. I played a few. I remember the cave. Uh, but I, I, there's another place I played. How about the yeah. Commodore? Is that, was that the cave? Elegant Parlor? I don't remember that. Because there's this band. Do you remember these guys, Bobby Taylor and the Vancouvers? Do you remember them? I don't remember them. Bobby Taylor and Tommy Chong, they were in this band. Tommy Ch uh, Bobby Taylor was the guy that supposedly discovered Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah. That's new. I discovered him. What happened? Um, did you? What happened? Like Bobby Taylor, Vancouver's. Like it's in. You started that group. It was the first Canadian group, or the first non-black group to be signed to Motown. That's pretty wild. Yeah, we had a number one record. Yeah, we we oh, there's a lot of history there. We discovered the Jackson Five. 
they were the opening for us one place and uh, that was Bobby Taylor who discovered or you you helped well we were there we were all there at the same time we're, we're playing a chitlin gig you know chitlin circuit all the black clubs and uh, we played um, the Regal Theater in Chicago and the Jackson 5 were opening for us and so we took him to the, uh, Detroit and had, had him signed on with Motown you discovered Michael Jackson <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that, but I mean, you know, uh, Chelsea, I don't want way of speaking. Michael Jackson was discovered by a man named Purvis Spann and myself. We had television shows out of Gary, Indiana. But, uh, you know, I don't want to shoot this kid down because he could have been, he could have met him later in life. And, and uh, Was that the TV show you were beating Carson? No, I'm not going to brag about it, but we, did, we had a show called Future Shock in Atlanta with Ted Turner when he first started. Uh, it was the Superstation, TBS, and um, we beat Carson 27 to 10. And they wanted me to do national television, but I didn't want to do television because I want to be out here with these pretty young ladies. <laughs> and they, I can't have them on television every day. Do you recall Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's at all? Uh, no, that also came later. Now, that's another situation of a, 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 a goodwill gone bad. Bobby Cooper, to this day, should be in the Hall of Fame for discovering Michael and all them other Jacksons because he went out of his way to help them kids and they daddy and they mama. And he don't get a bone of grits for it. And he's, that, a, and he's a Canadian from Vancouver, B.C. Well, I think that sucks. Now, that came right out of my mouth. I think Bobby should have gotten as much credit as uh, Michael Jackson's daddy did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because if it don't be for Bobby, uh, and they can say down or Ross or whatever they want to say, but Bobby was, Bobby was the track that took that whole family and Michael uh, to the orbit. Because that's what I was going to ask you about Andre Williams. I was curious because there's always been that legend. Did Bobby Taylor of Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's discover Michael Jackson? And you would agree with that then. He did indeed. Well, I would say it depends on what level you want to call discovery. Now, Purvis Spann in Chicago, Illinois is a the blues man, a disc jockey who used to give big shows at the Regal Theater, discovered the Jackson 5. But he was limited. He could only take them to the Chitlin circuit. But the Vancouver boy took him to the second, third level. You understand? So however you discover, like one person discovered the cure to cancer, and then another person discovered the vaccine. You see what I'm talking about? I do indeed, Andre Williams. Okay, so I would say that by, that Vancouver was just as important in the discovery of Michael, and let's say it again, Michael. Jackson. Yes. And the Jackson 5 as anybody on this planet. 
Are you writing any new stuff? Is there a new album coming out? We got a new one out now called I'm Back, and it's, uh, we're doing a couple of cuts from it. One's entitled Funk on a Roll, which is up jumper, heavy like sex machine, really dynamite. It's a new groove, it's a new groove, and it's really... You have to hear it, and it, it blows you away because it's a whole new bag. We call it a new uh, monster on the planet. It's, uh, it's really dynamite. And then I do a ballad, every beat of my heart on organ. We don't get a chance to do a lot of it. But there's one tune in the album, personally, that I'd like to, well, two, actually. One that's very close to me is it's called uh, Peace in the World. And that's probably one of the main problems around the world today. So much uh, violence and killing. And we're trying to address that. And hopefully it would seek through to young people, let them know that life is about more than killing, it's about living. And then we also we got a song that everybody knows, Papa's got a brand new bag. It's like the, the soul national anthem because it started the music from two and four to one and three. And the minute we made Papa's bag, I'm still Mozart, Schubert, Beethoven, and Strauss. Kind of turned over a little bit and said, you know, what do you got there? <laughs> but um, uh, it's, uh, it's a song that everybody knows, it's a lot of fun. And, Myself and the Bittersweets we do a fantastic job with, along with the Soul Generals, the band. And it has so many arrangements, so we got this arrangement this time on this album. It's really dynamite, and who knows? We, we, we're thinking about bringing it out because so many people are requesting this particular song. Well, the show's sold out tonight, Mr. Brown, or well, James Brown. Well, I, <laughs> well, I thank God it is, and we'll do our best, and we'll let the people know that they didn't uh, just come in vain. And the next time I come back, I hope this place will be too small for me. I, I either have to play a five-day, well, I got to play the stadium. I hope Brian Martin hear that. Oh, you don't want to play the stadium? The uh, the audio is lousy. I don't care about audio. We we video anyway. I mean, we are visible anyway. <laughs> so if they see us, it's good enough. They can imagine what we're saying. We want them to see us do it because not a there's not enough people can see it in here. I'm sure of that. And we thank God for this because it's one of the finest venues around. But we'd have to play here for about five or six days. Mr. Martin, do you hear that? Yes, sir. I'm trying to hear, trying to fix it for you. The JBs have a new album out, I noticed, in Mojo Magazine. Have you ever thought of getting back together with them at all? Well, there is no JBs. There's a lot of people that said they are. There was a reunion LP. Well, I'm sure the reunion will, will do good with all the fellows that were involved many, many years ago. And we'd like to probably play some gigs with them sometime for fun, you know. But the Soul Generals we have now is, is a new, young, dyna, dyna, dynamic band that's um, it's, it's unbeatable. But also, Mason and Fred are still unbeatable, too. And the uh, JBs aren't anything without JB. You are a JB. You well, are the JB. Well, we won't say they're not anything because they're very good players, and, and I hope that they make it. Um, uh, because there's plenty of room for everybody. I'd like to see the famous flames with them. And I'd like to see the whole troop come back. You know, uh, it's not that we don't want to see them make it because we there's a lot of room for soul music and, and we can only feel so many places that like we play here and play another place. Somebody else needs to be coming later. You're standing by an organ right now. Weren't you you made a couple instrumental albums like Grits and Soul. Uh -oh. What was the deal behind that? Well, uh, it was something I was trying to expand, let people know musically we had something to say as well as uh, 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 as audio. Was it due to contractual obligations, like they weren't letting you sing? Well, one time that I did that uh, because um, I was with King Ruggs and, and Smash, which is was when it later became Polygram. Um, we had to uh, do both of them because both people wanted us, so we gave one instrumental and one single, but then I came back later, I mean, singing, and then we came back later with, um, with a couple more albums, and it got jazz albums out too on King Records as well. We have a jazz album we think will be coming out pretty soon. If, if my guess is right with Mr. Stu Rick, I think he's gone now. 
He, he runs away when he got an obligation. You also play drums, don't you? Did you play the drums on Night Train? I heard like the drummer went to the washroom and James Brown or Mr. Brown filled in. <laughs> You're a bunny cat. <laughs> that, but that's truth. That's truth. Cat had to go to the bathroom. We had to cut the run song. He had, <laughs> I started going a little deeper. Yeah. <laughs> he had number one in mind. We had the whole thing in mind, right? <laughs> we did a good. It was real good. And then I played the drums on a song called Hold It as well. That was an old Bill Doggett song. Um, but I tell you, tonight you'll be seeing a lot of things because we've been doing a lot of songs that um, I had a chance to cut. One of them is Honky Tonk. We uh, recorded after Bill Doggett. We're one of the biggest instrumentals around. And uh, we, all, we also will be doing it tonight. And we recorded as well. What was exactly? And the Bittersweet will be doing their rendition of a song called This Is My Story. Mr. Brown, what exactly was the story behind that album? You were saying there's a big story behind this little 45 cover. Because this is, it, what, ladies, you're not on the cover, it's not your name. There's I'm no. I'm gonna let the ladies know. When I first made this song, Please, 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 and it became such a dynamite hit, they didn't put uh, black men on the covers too much. And that's, that's, that hit everybody gets still, that's what was happening. Black men were not on the covers. And this album, I was not on the cover of this album, and I was not on the cover of uh, Try Me. A girl was on that, and I was not on the cover of Pink. They had a baby on there. But then later on, they find out what they were missing, this beautiful face. I got to the <laughs> side, they want to put it on there. But actually, things got better, and people got to understand, so they went and recovered all of them. And you're able to buy, like, radio stations. Do you still own radio stations and gas stations and all that stuff, Mr. Brown? Not gas stations. I wish I did own a gas station and let the radio station go because gas sells faster. <laughs> Since the Internet came by, radio stations suffers tremendously. I'm sure you know that. But um, we have uh, two stations and an interest in the third one in Atlanta. And um, hopefully we would get a chance to get it. What happened with my station, I tried to rephrase what was going on in the earlier years, and everybody has copied my format now. Did you also have restaurants too, like those, the Golden Skillet? Well, no. Well, at least you close Gold Platter. How do you know? How'd you, how'd you learn the word skillet? Where you learn that from? <laughs> I don't know. Just hanging out in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Mr. Brown. Well, that, that's coming. That's a long way from. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, we had a gold platter, and, and they did pretty well, but um, I couldn't stay there and eat all the time. I want to get on the road, so we gave that away. Gave it up, and, and we made a lot of money on it. Though. How about any of the king artists like Brown? Did you ever party with James Brown? Well, James, it's, it's weird. James, you, uh, the dirt band used to come to the parlor and sit in with us. It was really band the JBs? James Brown's, you know, that great R&B band, the drummer. Or, uh, Bobby Bird or whatever. No, no. Yeah. Let's see. Some famous, famous guy. Oh, Fred Wesley? Maceo Parker? Maceo. No, Maceo played sax, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Trombone yeah. or trumpet. Yeah. Well, they used to sit in. One night, we, we uh, this other promoter had a club upstairs. He was trying to go psychedelic, and this is at the height of the, the Motown era. And he booked all these groups that le later went on to become mega superstars, like uh, Janis Joplin and uh, the Rolling Stones. And he had this club upstairs, and he, and he couldn't make any money with it. It's called the Retinal Circus. And he used to book, and my, my club was right below that, in the basement. And our club would be packed, and theirs, his would be empty with the stones, with the rolling stones. They never drew anybody. It was amazing. So this uh, one night, uh, 
of James Brown's band was playing on stage, and we're up there jamming. And I look in the back and I could see Mick Jagger and Keith Richards trying to get in the club and they couldn't get in because it was too crowded. Because James Brown, what do you think his drug of preference is? Because he was known to do angel dust. <laughs> well, James went through a bisexual period that was real funny. Remember that song, Please, Please, Please? Well, James had a gay lover at the time. And he'd be on his knees. If you look at some film, you see him on his knees, and this guy would run out and throw a, a fur coat over him and pick him up and carry him off the stage. Remember that? And then James would break loose and come running back and, please, please, and he'd sing some more. And then this, this guy would, well, the guy that would run out and grab him, that was his, James's lover. So James was very heavy bisexual for the longest time. And then he changed, you know, I don't know what happened, but... He ended up opening, he was trying to open a bunch of burger restaurants in the ghettos. Did you hear about that? What was that about? Uh, James, man, he was, he's, you know, he's from the South, you know, and he was like a down-home brother, you know. Not too many smarts, like the rest of them, you know, like the rest of us. Anybody in rock and roll, you know, we just knew one thing, you know, music. And James is one of them. He was a cool guy, though. I met him. Have you seen him since? Or did any of the old rock and rollers phone you up at all coming through town? They got short memories, a lot of them, man. They don't remember. Well, they're old fuckers, too, you know. I, I know, uh, like Joe Jackson, J uh, Michael Jackson's brother, uh, father doesn't remember me. I met him one time. He Maybe he doesn't want to remember you. Selective memory. He's fucking stupid, man. He doesn't remember me. <laughs> he does not. I look him in the eye. He doesn't remember me. It's weird, man. I think he, I don't know, whatever. You know, Jermaine and all the rest, they do, you know, because they were like halfway, they had a half a brain, you know. Now, Mr. Brown, I know when I got um, the gentleman to get you to sign this, you were very excited was, about this. I'm looking for the, for the, for the business. This is the Tammy show, I right? to see what I had to fight through. What was this? Explain to people that may not be aware of this, Mr. Brown, the I Tammy was, show. That was a show there with electronic vision. Uh, most people didn't understand that. I don't understand the, uh, the schematics I explain it, but electronic vision was a, a way to shoot movies with TV cameras instead of the cameras. Cameras take too long. Mm -hmm. And TV cameras, you can shoot it. If you get it rolling, you can keep on shooting it. So uh, we was on electronic vision. Um, oh, I forgot the fellow name. But they also did Harlow before that, you know? Uh, Gene Harlow was the... What was, what was the name of that picture, Gene Harlow? Too long for you, huh? Okay. Anyway, Gene Harlow made a move in there. You really quiz your, your people, Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Oh, Mr. James. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Mr. Jones is being a good James. Mr. James Brown. <laughs> no, I, I have a lot of fun with him because, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to see younger people and you try to make them remember things like that. When you think of James Brown on a show with the Beach Boys, Chuck Berry, James, Beach Boys, Chuck Berry, the Barbarians, Marvin Gaye. The Barbarians remember them, the drummer only had one arm. I remember very well. They were fantastic people. I don't know how you remember them, though. They're on TV quite a bit. They do play it, actually. They rerun this on Much Music quite a bit, the Tammy Show. I was curious, the reaction you got from the Tammy Show, which is absolutely outstanding, you completely blew the Rolling Stones away, Mr. Brown. And, and, and it's like, what was the reaction you got there typical to the reaction that you would get around the world or playing? Well, that was the first time they'd ever seen somebody move that way. And uh, Dick Clark talks about it all the time, my very good friend. Uh, and I went on American Bandstand, they had to be careful because 
my moves was, was classified a little deeper than regular moves, you know. And thank God for Elvis Presley came along with the tight pants and gave me a chance to put mine back on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually like to give this to you, Mr. Brown. Ah, thank you. I, so I, I, I said your name wrong totally. I, I mean, it's the least I could do. I want to Xerox this and give it to the, the bittersweets as well because to see the people we had to come through, see, right. they were just beginners, you know, you know, and it was really heavy. But it went alphabetical order because uh, they didn't want anybody to get angry. Now, we were... We introduced rhythm and blues to the world uh, with this show, and uh, they'd never seen anything like that. And it just blew them away. It was standing in amazement. And I, we, we did our show. I went in the back and sat down and started talking with the fellows, laughing and joking. I had to come back and close the show. They made me come back again and close it. And I was ready to have a lot of fun with the fellows. You were totally sweating away there. Totally sweating away. What do you think of sweat, Mr. Brown? <laughs> 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 I think sweat is something that is very, it's a very emotional thing, regardless of where you put it at. Now, you might put it in different places. Because in one of your books, I've read somewhere. Sweat express, well, express, <laughs> sweat expresses uh, emotion either way, whether it's hard work. Um, and I, sure I, can, I wish I could get out of here and tired. You know? yeah. Isn't there a story about you driving around in a black, a black Cadillac with beautiful suits with the windows up, you know, to look cool, and you were totally sweating away there in the south? I don't remember that, man, but I tell you, if I was too deep, if I was too deep in the south with a Cadillac, I was sweating that day. In those days, I'm going to tell you that right now, and I tell them that, too. <laughs> that was, uh, I was probably after Dr. King uh, had, to, had his, um, his uh, way of letting the people know that, uh, that uh, life is for all people. It's like the blood bank. When you go to the blood bank, you don't want the type of blood. And um, it was earlier times, humble times, that we can talk about it now. And we can laugh about it because we got other places to go. I'm just glad these young ladies didn't have to face that craziness, you know. Have they seen Ski Party, the movie Ski Party? Have you seen yeah. Ski Party? Yes, I have. That is an amazing movie. Yeah. Well, Ski Party was my first debut in really trying to hack. And uh, I can remember the lines. Uh, I said, we walked in and they walked up and, and asked me a few questions. And I, I brought in Robert B. Q. Robert Q. Lewis with this... Um, He's, he's all wrapped up in snow. He's been frozen. I said, we find him out there, you better put him by the fire. The abominable snowman. I think abominable was the hardest word I had to get across. <laughs> I don't want to talk on that because we got to sing and talking is right. a lot harder than singing. Right. I'll see you after the show. Can I ask you two quick questions here, yeah. Mr. Brown, winding up here? I was wondering, do you remember at all this gentleman here, Andre Williams? Do you remember Andre Williams at all? He had a song called Bacon Fat. Yes. Yes, I do. I remember that. I remember the dance. You remember the dance? Uh, no. He's almost like the sand. I like uh, me doing. He's also did the song Jailbait too. I don't know about that. It's like, and he was in a bank to five dollars as well. That was Andre Williams. Are, are they bringing him back? He is back, and guess what? They've brought him back as Mr. Brown. Check it out. This is Andre Williams back in the 1990s. He got a lot of sense in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're going. We're going. Okay. Well, thanks right. very much, Mr. Brown. Right. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Well, thank you very, very much. I'm not going to say wah ba ba loo ba boom either. Yeah, I can't believe that movie. They got this new rock and roll picture, and the cat don't even know the song. He said wah ba ba loo boom boom. Pretty close. Do do the loot do. Do do. Yo, All right. Will y'all be that good tonight?
machine. All right, living in America. Now let everybody here tonight call the Godfather of Soul himself, James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. James Brown.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. That was some James Brown payback mix. And before that, an interview with James Brown. And way back when, between 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. on CITR, you heard an extended mix of James Brown tracks put on by Avi from BeatStreet.ca, and these are the breaks. So if you want to go back to the CITR Podcast Zone, you can hear even more James Brown music. The CITR Podcast Zone is made possible from viewers like you. Yes, we need your donations. Please, 604 822 To help contribute to CITR's first ever fun drive. Even if you hate CITR, please donate, because you always want to have something to hate. If you have nothing to hate, there's no reason to live. And the great thing about hating CITR is you want CITR to keep going, because you can hate CITR, and then you can join CITR, and then you can change CITR, and then other people can hate you because you changed CITR. So no matter what, please phone 604 822 8648 to donate to CITR. And you get a whole bunch of cool little gifts as well that people have been outlining all day. I think the most important gift is you get the gift of knowing that CITR will keep on the air and the gift that you can join CITR. $20 for UBC students, $35 for non-students, and you can actually do a radio show. And you're listening to the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You can also donate way after the show is over. If you go to the web to citr.ca. We're trying to raise $40,000 and we're up to $7,000. So we've only got $33,000 to go to help CITR continue to bring you the podcast zone. Well, a whole bunch of other stuff too, but the podcast zone is one important thing. I'm just calling it the podcast zone because you can go to citr.ca and check out all the past shows that have been on CITR in the past, say, months. Not all the past shows ever. You you can't because theater goes way back to 1937. You can at least go back for a few months. But hopefully you'll be able to go back and listen to all the shows that have ever been on CITR in a few years because the CITR pod zone will keep increasing. So again, please drop everything you're doing right now and phone, if you can, 604 822 Four, eight. So you just heard some James Brown. You heard an interview with James Brown. You heard some CFL songs. Sorry, I had a bit of a Calgary Stampeder song in there as well. We're going to end the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show with some CFL songs. More CFL songs by Dal Richards. Uh, Montreal Alouette song again in honor of the big game. BC Lions versus Montreal Alouettes on Sunday. And a couple other football songs as well on this record. The Day of the Great Cup and the Great Cup March, all by Dow Richards, who is still rocking it out, and he's done so since 1954 with the BC Lions. Before we get to some Great Cup songs, we're going to play a track, hopefully I've got it all queued up properly, by the You Jerks. And this is from a brand new release called Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's put out by Emily Carr College of Art, the Charles Scott Gallery. It has a whole bunch of tracks by local artists, and one of the tracks is by 
a band called the U Jerks, which comprised of a whole bunch of local musicians and artists. And they were around in the late 70s, early 80s. This is a live recording the U Jerks did when they opened up for the Gang of Four at the Commodore Ballroom in 1979 or 1980. And in the U Jerks was David Wisdom from CBC Radio. We had also visual artist Jeff Wall. We also had visual artist Rodney Graham. We also had a whole bunch of other people that were involved in the band that went on to work at Emily Carr, ended up doing a whole bunch of great art. But basically, we're interested in rocking out and perhaps even showing up the Gang of Four. So I offer you this, a prime slab of unreleased Vancouver punk rock history, kind of of the art vein. And the U-Jerks ended up actually being covered by Man or Masterman, one of the great bands from the late 90s from the space theme. So their influence always went, always went all the way down everywhere because they even had some offers of some major label stuff that came their way. So this is the You Jerks, hopefully all queued up, then some CFO songs, and we might end with a little bit of Les Georges Leningrad, who are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on the 29th of November. They're from Montreal, so we might play a couple tracks from them, and they're hopefully Touchwood, going to be on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show show next week. So please, if you are bored, 604-822-8648 to help empty your pockets. Please donate to CITR, 604-822-8648, and you'll win a whole bunch of great stuff. You get a whole bunch of great stuff to take with you, and you also get the pleasure of knowing that, well, you can be a DJ and play songs like, the you jerks, please make it be there, please. Please, please, you jerks. And it's hopefully coming right. Here it is, the U Jerks live at the Commodore Ballroom. Oh! Not again. Soviet Union. Even today, the notorious Dr. Pavlov continues his experiments on innocent domestic animals. Animals like dogs, cats, chickens, and consist in implanting little diodes directly into the brains of these innocent creatures. Electrical impulses are then passed down the diodes. 
Cause every 